As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on you think jack del rio's not gonna go to the bar and get a drink and then come back and, and you know run his team meeting give me a break i i can't speak what jack del rio's going to do. But, but, but but what i can tell you is marissa is that, let's let's make that the drop yeah, but uh, what i can tell you is hello everybody and welcome to the post game podcast edition of birds with friends Bo wolf zach berman marissa morris and maybe we should call it the post carson wentz era edition of birds with friends are we that far yet we will talk about the eagles benching carson wentz on the second drive of the second half jalen hurts coming in providing a bit of a spark and we will unpack uh, what that means now what it means next week what it means moving forward i guess we'll talk a little bit about uh, another game that was pretty much like every other game of this eagle season until that benching came zach how are you i know you've been waiting for like something different to happen well we have something different that is true. We have something different uh, that this week. We have something different coming up. And really, I, I think this is going to uh, color the rest of the season, frankly. You know, there's there's four games left. And this decision, the move they made today, they've been resistant to it. You know, they, they've been reluctant to make that change. And they opened the door to the quarterback controversy. Uh, and the fact that Jalen Hurts, that the offense looked better with him, uh, it changes so, or it could change so much. Doug Peterson was non-committal, or he did not commit to a starter one way or the other, and he he said he 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 needs to review things. But clearly, this is a question that is not going away. Nor should it. I mean, here we go. Buckle up. This is this is it. Four games left in the season. Uh, will it be Jalen Hurts in uh, you know in perpetuity for this season, or, or will it go back to Carson Wentz? I mean, let's let's get into it. Let's. Why don't you paint the scene of uh, what happened? when it happened, and what Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, and, and Jalen Hurts said about it after the game. Sure. So as as we all saw, the first half was no different than 
the first half in previous than the way they've played in previous weeks. They got off to a somewhat encouraging drive early on, mainly with the running game, right? And then the offense just stalled. Uh, Carson was sacked, what, four times or three times in the first half. The 10th consecutive game that he's been sacked at least three times. The offense couldn't get anything going. Uh, they they ended the half with three points. They've had 12 combined points now the past four first halves. That's awful. Uh, so so it, it just continued looking bad. And the subplot was, are they going to, are they going to make this change? The same conversation we had last week. Right. The same conversation that happened that, that came up in the Cleveland game and in the Dallas game. Uh, but it's, it's just been amplified and pronounced even more. And then a little under eight minutes uh, in the second half. Oh, I'm sorry. After the, the Packers quarter, had scored to go up 20 to three to make a it 99 a... yard drive. Right. Yes. They, uh, 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 they, they put Jalen Hurts in the first play of the drive. Carson Wentz is on the sideline. They, they keep Jalen Hurts in the next play. And it becomes clear that Jalen Hurts, this is Jalen Hurts' drive. And they, they get some momentum going. There was a holding penalty, as we all saw. Ticky tack. Um, yeah, I don't need to go through the, the play-by-play here, but essentially Doug Peterson said uh, after the game that he felt the offense needed a spark. That's why he did it. Uh, and he was asked at one point, you've needed a spark before. What what made tonight different? That's a bit of a third person. Aren't you the one who asked that question? I was, but this is not about <laughs> this is not about us. This is about the, the people involved. Yeah, right? He was asked. I mean, he was asked by you. Yes, he was asked by me, and he made a. It was an interesting answer. He said that in previous games he didn't feel it was one guy. He didn't feel it was on the quarterback, and the the implication was that he felt tonight was on the quarterback. Right. And uh, the halftime report. Uh, I forget the sideline reporter's name. I apologize. Uh, but the was it Jen Lada? Um, I don't know. No, that was, no, that was, was it Tracy Wilson? Uh, I think it was Jen Lada. There you go. But I think, but, but she was ESPN. Oh, right. oh she was I, ES, I, she's ESPN. Yes. Yeah, she was the ESPN she one. Was, I was watching that this morning. Yeah, I was so, watching that this morning. <laughs> yeah, so I apologize. I have it all mixed up. There's been a lot going on today. Um, but the sideline reporter, uh, the sideline reporter said that, uh, that Doug said it coming out of the half that, um, it's not on the offensive line. Carson needs to get rid of the ball, right? So that was Doug putting it on Carson. So Doug makes his decision. The offense is invigorated. And thereafter, Doug kept Jalen Hurts in. And Jalen Hurts would finish the game. Uh, Carson said that all that was explained to him was Jalen was going in for the next play, the next drive. He didn't know everything about it. He, he's, he, he was honest in the sense that he said, he was disappointed, yet he, as a competitor, his personality, he wants to be out there, but it is what it is. Um, and We'll get to that because I, I, I want to know if you were surprised that Carson talked, but but we can get to that after. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then Jalen Hurts brought them down on their first touchdown drive later in the game and made a a, a, a very nice touchdown pass to, Je- well, uh, uh, to Greg Ward. On that first drive, he had a, a nice pass to Jalen Rager. Touchdown pass to Greg Ward. Showed more juice than Carson had, had shown in weeks, frankly. I, I don't think that's how I mean, that completion to, to Rager was was uh, better than any throw Carson's made this year, except for maybe like the touchdown pass to Fulgham against the Niners. 
and like the week one throw to Rager maybe. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, that's been a long time. No, no, no you're right. Uh, and so, and then Jalen Rager, uh, he brings the punt back, and all of a sudden the Eagles are in this game, right? And Hertz Hertz goes out with a chance to tie it or or take the lead, and uh, it did not happen. And then he ended up throwing an interception. But overall, I, I, I thought Jalen gave them life, showed something that wasn't there, and I it clearly this Jalen is Mills, of course, you're with. talking about. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's never question Jalen. You can't question Jalen Mills' effort. <laughs> no, but but uh, I I wasn't looking up at who was on the screen, and, and I heard uh, Jalen. Thanks for taking the time, and I and all of a sudden I like perk up on my seat because I'm like, is this Jalen Hurts? I'm like, oh no, Jalen Mills is following Doug Peterson. So I think it was um, definitely instructive that the offense looked much better with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Um, and to the people who have who have been, you know, defending <clears throat> Carson Wentz as he is not really uh, the one who is most at fault here. It's the offensive line. It's the wide receivers. Certainly, those things are factors. But it was instructive to see. Uh, someone being quarterback, not playing like the worst quarterback in the league, and that's not to say that Jalen Hurts was, you know, was great in this game. But the offense moved. Now you can you can say that part of that is because the Packers were in a bit of a prevent defense at that point. But I think anybody who has watched, you know, who has had been forced to watch the Eagles' offense this season could tell that the offense looked different with Jalen Hurts there, and, and it would not have looked so productive the way that Carson Wentz was playing. Um, I mean, listen. This is this is disastrous, generally speaking, for the Eagles organization that you are in a position where you rightfully and maybe even too late have to bench your star quarterback before his you know hundred twenty million dollar extension even kicks in next season. Um, like, and when you put it that way, it's 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 pretty interesting. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but you know, at some extent, to to some extent, that's that stuff is a sunk cost, and you need to find out. If Jalen Hurts um, is something, you know, it's only going to be uh, if it is if they do indeed hand the keys to Jalen Hurts, and and we, we'll get to this because I don't think there should be any question. I think Jalen Hurts should start next week. He should start the final four games of this season because there's a, a good chance, as we've said, that this team is going to have a top five, top seven draft pick in a quarter in a in a draft loaded with quarterbacks, and they need to know if they should be considering those quarterbacks and they need to know if, if Jalen hurts um, is good enough or looks good enough that they can um, afford to eschew that knowing how important it is to, to find a franchise quarterback. That is the most important thing you can do. They thought they had it solved. I think they've learned that they didn't have it solved. And uh, you know, we'll get into the, you know, what you can do with Carson Wentz and uh, how that timetable starts. But to me, do you disagree that that it should now be Jalen Hurts' time for the last four games? I think practically speaking, if if you're just looking at it based on on merit, based on on who uh, who should be out there, then yes, yeah, sure, uh, I, I do believe Hurts should be out there Sunday. But it's a loaded question, and if you say, and, it's, and if and you it, say, and it's the loaded question that they brought upon invited, themselves, absolutely. that they invited. Yes. It's a question and of if, their own uh, creation. If 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 you're operating under the premise that Carson Wentz is the franchise guy and he's going to be the starter next year, like this is what they're 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 planning for, uh, then you can make a conceivable 
uh, or, or I, I guess you can make the argument that um, this gave uh, Carson a chance to back up, reset. We made that move. Let's see how Carson does now uh, with fresh eyes, with, with the fact that we went there. I, that's not the argument I would make, but look, Doug Peterson said from 2016 that he's married to Carson Wentz, right? That, that was one of the first things he said. This, uh, one would think this is a reflection of Doug, what's happened with Carson. The organization made this commitment to Carson Wentz. Uh, if, if, if you bench Carson Wentz for the New Orleans game, and, and I guess if you do it for Sunday, you're doing it for the rest of the season, right? You, you're, you're not just seesawing them in and out, Probably. I imagine. So if you're doing that, then what does that say about Carson's future? Because I kept thinking, and maybe I'm wrong here, but that their approach is, is, is going to be to try to fix Carson, not to try to get rid of Carson. Well, we can, let's get into that because, um, you know, the contract is onerous and uh, there are certain benchmarks in there. There are tent poles where the Eagles have to make a decision early because on the third day of the league year, Carson Wentz uh, gets another uh, roster bonus. So if the Eagles are going to move on from Carson Wentz, basically what they have to do this offseason, cutting him is a non-starter because it's like $50 million of dead money. And even if you do a post-June 1st, it probably doesn't make sense. It, may, it would make more sense to wait. But if you are able to find a suitor who wants to trade for Carson Wentz, um, you can do it before the third day of the league year and you only and we say only but you are only eating about 30 million dollars of dead money but you're also getting out of the um uh, the commitments in future years so it's not that bad and for the acquiring team it wouldn't it wouldn't be such a terrible contract because some of the the bonus the guarantees have already been paid out so it would be sort of like the teddy bridgewater contract Maybe there's another team that thinks they can they can fix Wentz and uh, you know Foles was traded for a fourth round pick last year. I think Wentz would fetch a little bit more than that. Uh, Jason Fitzgerald at over the cap, uh, he thought it might be like a third round pick. I think you could you know it's possible you could do even better. I don't know how many suitors would be out there. Indianapolis is sort of the obvious one with Frank. I don't Reich. want to put words in your mouth here though, but it seems as if you're operating under the premise that what Carson is this year is who he is. I mean, you could say that that's recency bias, but what, what, like, how else would you view him? You can say there. If another team's going to trade for him, they would be thinking that he's not. But sure, that like, what's so? What's the alternative? Is is Jalen Hurts' ceiling higher than Carson Wentz's ceiling for the rest of the career? Probably not. Well, I don't know. I don't know. And if I mean, is, I don't really believe that we like. There's a chance we'll see Carson Wentz's ceiling again. Well, if if, if, if that's what you feel, then then you need to move on a year too soon than a year too late. Well, right? I think the uh, I think the the situation with Wentz in Philadelphia is already sort of corrosive, don't you? That's that's the other dynamic there, and 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 then you say, uh, do you hire the next coach planning to fix it? Do you, is it the type of thing that you change a few things around him? Um, because look, look, Carson's been not just bad this year, like historically bad, or he's, he's been, there is no rationalization or justification for the way he is playing. Uh, that being said, it's hard to find good quarterbacks. All right. And if, if, if you think Carson's a mediocre quarterback, it's easy to find mediocre quarterbacks, 
right? So if 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 this is who Carson is, you move on, you eat the money, and you try to you try to strike gold with someone else. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is that guy, but 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 like you said, if you have a top ten pick and you believe in this year's draft, and 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 and, and maybe you're not there for Trevor Lawrence or or Justin Fields, but if you think Zach Wilson or or you think Trey Lance can can be that type of player, how what often a story are you drafting Trey Lance? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how often are you, are you drafting that high? Uh, so right. that that case can be made. And 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 to me, there's there's really only two options that that the Eagles can have here. They can just commit to Carson. They can say we're going to do everything we can to get Carson right next year, or they can move on. But but this idea that you bring Carson and Jalen Hurts back and have them compete, I don't know what that accomplishes. Like like to me, all that does is is uh, continue the uh the, the not knowing right like it, but if you bring but you can't you can't like you can't bring you can't commit to Carson Wentz and not make him compete with Jalen Hurts next year at this point sure right? you could sure you could you can say he's our guy you can say last year was bad there were a lot of factors there we've spent the offseason rectifying it whether it's a coaching change whether it's a play calling change Carson's our guy now I'm not saying that's the right path but I'm saying you can make that you can make that claim based on the organizational commitment to Carson Wentz, right? Like like when they signed that contract, I don't Carson think you Wentz, can do when that. they there, I think it would send such a terrible message to the team if Jalen Hurts isn't allowed to even compete for the job next year. I I mean look say uh, this guy's getting paid this much, so that's it. Even though he was awful last year, he's gonna be the quarterback, that would be terrible that position is different than every other position. I mean, it's, it's, but not it's, anymore. The, 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 the seal has been broken. Pandora's box okay. has been opened. They, there is today no, you mean, or just in general today, like, like this was is today that, like this is the delineation. This is, there's no going back from today. And we've been saying that it should have been coming sooner, but now that the seal has been broken, that's it. So, well, so let's back up there. So then, so then why do you think the seal was, was, was broken today? Do you think, Doug had enough of it. Do you think, like, do you think that that they sat there this week and and said, "We'll give Carson one half, or we'll see how Carson's playing"? Like, I, I, I wanted to know I more after was, the game about that. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to tell us that yeah, stuff, but sure. Yeah, I think I think after like being close to the edge and close to the edge the past couple weeks, they decided this week, and I'm sure that uh, you know I would be shocked if Jeffrey Lurie wasn't on board with this that. If it gets to that point again, like you are emboldened to make that decision. That's a fair point. Like I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, but uh, it the the timing of it is interesting. Like I said, because there have been five other potential inf- inflection points in the season where you could have easily said they they should go to jail and hurts here, right? Uh, they they didn't do it to start the second half. Like what? happened at that moment that they said, all right, we've reached our tipping point. Um, I'm curious about that. And then the other thing too is, is do you think, and we'll find this out probably in the next 24 to 48 hours, because you're saying your opinion is that Jalen Hurts needs to start next Sunday. But, but do you think inside the building, the idea was, well, let's reset Carson. Or do you think the idea was let's make a change? I think the idea was, let's try to win like let, let's see if we can win this game or or you know do what we can do this season 
Um, I think it was a short-term move to bench Carson. But uh, well, we spent the first 20 minutes of the show talking about long-term decisions. Well, right? yeah, I mean, it's all intertwined. And I, like, so it's I a think, long-term decision. I think that Jalen Hurts gives them the best chance to win right now. And I think the best thing to do long-term is to see what Jalen Hurts is over the next four games. So I think uh, the incentives align for what the Eagles should do. Now, I'm less – like, I, I do think it is possible that they will start Carson Wentz this week. Uh, I think that would be tough to defend given that Hurts, you know, moved the offense better than Wentz did. I think um, – you know, Doug Doug said like he he gave Jalen Hurts that series, and then once they looked good on that series, he decided he was going to give him the rest of the game. I don't think when he put him in, he was saying this is the quarterback for the rest of the year, but he was certainly opening up the possibility that that would be the case. And I think the way that that game played out, you can't you can't like it's it would be a hard sell for when for Hurts to have looked that much better and then to now go back to Wentz. He certainly didn't really. Uh articulated one way or the other post game like Doug. Now I understand he, he just lost the game. Um, he's, he's not thinking big picture after the game. They, it's their fourth loss in a row. They're three, they're three, eight and one first losing season since or, or first non-winning season, I should say since 2016. But like Doug didn't strike me as someone who approached that lectern with, uh, with this idea that I'm going, um, I'm going to send like a, the big picture organizational message, a message right now. He was just, he was just like, yeah, we, we wanted a spark. Um, but all the questions were about what does this mean? What are you doing? And he was so micro focused on that game. What do you think micro has to do with this? <laughs> I knew that joke was coming once I said micro. <laughs> like, and I tried to I already enunciate. made it when you called me earlier today. Yes, but I tried to enunciate micro. So it didn't come Mike off as Rowe. Mike Rowe. Yeah, the former offensive coordinator. It all to... comes together. Like the coaching staff is you sure. know, it's boring sure. offense. And, it is related to Mike Rowe. Uh, and uh, like it's the thing about it too, and, and we've discussed this when 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 we've talked about the possibility that, that, that this could happen, we always said that the Kevin Cobb example from 2008 is not entirely apt because Cobb looked just as bad or worse than McNabb. Like if if Hertz came out tonight and just looked completely overwhelmed out there, then clearly the issues are everything around Carson, right? Well, or not no, clearly, I don't, I don't but think that it's potentially. But yeah, you you could that's an easier sell. Yes. Um, but the fact that that Jalen did provide some some juice there lends credence to the theory that Carson's that 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 Carson's not right. You know, he's whether it's a lack of confidence, whether it's it's uh, he's lost something athletically. He's just he's 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 not what he needs to be. Right. And that's affecting the offense. So it's it's really it's the quarterback change changes a lot. And I, I think we saw that not to say Jalen Hurts was lights out, but. He was he making quicker ball. decisions. Exactly. He was moving. He 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 adds the running element, and not just that, but like his passes were better, right? Yes. Right. Like he was. Yeah. Yeah. It's he, not he even put a question. The ball, yeah. Like the um, 
the Dallas got the biggest play of the game was the Dallas Goddard or the longest play of the game for the Eagles was the Dallas right. Goddard play. Dub and that could have been a touchdown. Hanging like, in the air. Right. It was poor ball. Step placement, into that right? and fire it. And you get you, you might have a touchdown. Exactly. Uh, so, so what you saw with, uh, with Hertz was just someone who was, who was more decisive out there. Now, I was I was critical. Uh, I mean, I, I for full disclosure here, I was critical on on draft night, not just of the pick, but of the evaluate, like not just the valuation, but the evaluation of the player, mm -hmm. because uh, like I didn't know if, or I didn't think there was enough evidence in college that he could be a top level quarterback in the NFL. Um, and you really need to, to, to develop the passing part of it. Um, and uh, but um and well, I don't think you need to apologize for that take. I mean, the the chances are, and that's part of why it's important to see him. Like, the odds are that he is not going to be a, you know, top, even top twenty even starting quarterback uh, in the NFL. That's you know, we, you know, we went back and did it on draft night. The people, the quarterbacks drafted in the second round. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Drew Locke. If he's Drew Locke, that's like uh, you know, a better than fiftieth percentile outcome. For exactly, but and and that's my whole point about uh, about the thought of of getting Carson right is, is that I think there's a better chance of, of Carson being that quarterback than Jalen Hurts being that quarterback. That's probably true. Uh, that, yeah, that's probably true, but maybe not given what we've seen this season. Um, sure. And so you need to see like if if Jalen Hurts has a little special in him. Um, and you know it's it. it uh, again, it's it's better for them short term. It's better for them long term to get the information and the knowledge about you know what Jalen Hurts looks like, because that's going to better inform their decisions this offseason. Because if Jalen Hurts like, it, you need to see what Jalen Hurts is like, and if he's bad, then you can reevaluate. Should we recommit to Carson and do what we can to bring people mm -hmm. in who are going to make him look good? Um, all of the the important decisions that need to be made this offseason will be. Uh, better informed with four games of Jalen Hurts than, you know, just seeing Carson Wentz be as bad as we've seen him be already. And there's, you know, there's very little reason to expect we would see anything different from Carson at this point. Particularly this season, yes. Right. Like, I I, I don't think if, if the thought was, well, we gave Carson almost a half to reset, right? Like, we, we made the move. Now we're going to put him back in with fresher eyes. Uh I don't think that has as much validity. Like, I think what you've seen yeah. from Carson this year is what you're going to get this year. Now, that's not to say that it could look different next year with with an offseason, with expected changes on the coaching staff, with Carson doing some soul-searching perhaps. Right. But uh, I, I don't think all of a sudden he shows up against the Saints and looks like McNabb against the Cardinals. I don't think these are parallel situations. I agree with that. So what do you think they will do this week? I think they're going to go to Hertz. I think if if they were going back to Carson, Doug would have said that tonight, yeah. right? Like I, I think, I think, yeah, if the I think plan, you're right. Once you open it, if up. the plan was just to reset Carson, that's what you say. You go, you the easiest answer to that question. Well, I guess the easiest answer is what Doug answered. That I I need to look at the film. I need to evaluate it. But look, a, a decision like this can't be based on on like uh, a few drives out there. It's right. it's and it's a big picture decision about your offense, uh, about the most important player on the team, and so well. When I you think said that, that that you know when when you relayed what he said, it's it's true. He was putting this on Wentz. He was saying in the past there have yes. been other issues with the offense that haven't been just the quarterback. Whereas you know you read between the lines, he was saying today it was just on the quarterback. It was the, exactly. 
Um, so I, little, it, was I, a, it was I, at least a little bit on Jason Peters <laughs> and the receivers, but, but no, I mean, I mean, we got to get to Alshon Jeffrey. Just yeah. But, but I'll just say, uh, to answer your question, putting out a, like putting out a JJ, uh, Doug could have come out there and, and said, Carson's my guy, right? We made this move. We were trying to get a spark. Uh, we thought this was the best thing to win tonight, but I am committed to Carson Wentz as my quarterback, right? He could say that and he could get ripped on it. But he's sending the message there that I'm behind Carson. And this was a move just made for tonight. But uh, but the fact that he said we need to evaluate the tape, and I, you know, I can't think about that right now. I need to look at the injuries. Like, I think that's just him. It, the fact that if, if, if there's something to think about, then it's, uh, it's, it's hurts, unless it's not his decision to make. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, Marissa... You also do the Jets podcast. Which one was more depressing, the start of this or that one? <laughs> That's tomorrow morning, but uh, I have a feeling, Eagles fans, that that will be more depressing. So that makes it sense. Does Those, get worse. Yeah, Connor's not uh, dedicated enough to to write and do a podcast <laughs> on the same day. That makes sense. No, he's doing TV tonight, man. He's got priorities. Yeah, he's he's big time. I will have to he's say, big time. we're on YouTube. He's on that. He, uh, he's on. Hey, TV there's a lot of people He's on this committed. YouTube stream yeah. watching you guys right <laughs> I have now. TV, so. I have offers to be Shout on TV. Out. I turned them down so I can be with you. <laughs> and all the listeners. There was a really funny comment that said, I'm missing 90 Day Fiance for this, so you better, better bring the heat. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just uh, DVR that bad boy? Uh, Marissa, can we get a mug check? So it's actually my like smoothie oh, with my giant nice. straw. I will admit that this straw I've replaced the <laughs> a giant straw. mug with a giant straw. <laughs> a giant straw. Yeah. Uh, Shield's gonna want me to ask what's in your smoothie. Um, for those know, of you who don't know, Shiel uh, is Shiel Kapadia, a uh, an occasional part time host, uh, co host of of Birds with Friends. <laughs> I was you, uh, nah, too, Shield's but... Sundays are. Yeah, Shields a national hey, reporter. The Chiefs, he's not, the Chiefs are losing right now, so he's I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he Shields should be. Shields not I, watching this game. That's a problem. I no, yeah. last night. Last week was different. Last week he had nothing better to do. This week he's got better stuff to do. I'm just saying there might be people who are tuning in who who aren't familiar with Shields. That's all. By the way, I was I was scrolling through the comments. Uh, just just want to answer a quick question. Yes, I am holding my mic. The reason is Marissa texted me or, mm. or messaged me uh, saying that it wasn't picking up my, my sound well. So yeah, it was a little uh, echoey. So this is for you guys. So he's, he's sacrificing holding the mic. The yeah. So, this, so that's why I'm holding the mic. Yeah. And uh, so it the, uh, there are comments about the sweatshirt. I, I, uh, it, You're a it's very committed not, company, man. <laughs> I am, I am proud of the athletic, but, but this is coincidental that it, that it's, it's the backdrop. Uh, I changed the backdrop a few weeks ago, and I was wearing the sweatshirt. Bring and, back uh, the mirror. Bring back the mirror. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was, uh, I've been like, we, we, we got off the press conferences. What, uh, ninety minutes or or sixty minutes before the show? I spoke to you. I, I listened to. I tried to listen back to stuff real quickly. Um, just, just checked uh, social media, but like, didn't have time to really think about what I was wearing for the show. So. I, I think, think it looks great. good. I like yeah. the athletic and the athletic. Yeah, all right, well, I appreciate it. It looks that. like you are like coming to us from, uh, <laughs> like the void of athletic headquarters, like, uh, like if it was out in space or something like that. Fair enough. I don't know. 
just just something. Um, well, you said you went back and listened. What did you glean from uh, from Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts? And were you surprised that that Carson Wentz spoke after the game? Uh a little bit. And who's deci- who bit. do you think who do you think makes that decision? I think the PR staff and Carson together. I feel like I mean, Carson I, himself has to, you know, yeah. has to green light that that he's willing to Look, talk. Look, I think. Yeah, I I think now I I wouldn't expect I mean I I would hope but I wouldn't expect that that Carson talks to us every week if he's demoted right like that would be wonderful from from our perspective to have the chance to still talk to him yeah but I'm sure that would I don't know the if, case. I don't know if that's the case uh, but no I, I I think Carson uh, understands his his role as the franchise quarterback right and I I think that that he now he he had. He had a few opportunities tonight to. I had something stuck in my teeth this entire thing, and I finally just jarred it loose. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, what was dinner tonight? Yeah, uh, I had a leftover uh, sandwich. Okay, very nice. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so it should be smooth sailing from here on out. <laughs> good. Good. Glad to hear that. So no, he he had the opportunity to uh, be honest about you know he was he was asked one question. From uh, Rob Motti, do you think the organization uh, hasn't done enough this year to support you? Um, and I don't know if that was a reference to call him Rob the Body Motti. The uh, some of the picks that were made, or 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 some of the decisions that that were made building the roster. He didn't like directly say no. What what he said is that look, he I I don't have the quote in front of me. I, sh- I should have probably pulled it up, but he basically said he's not pointing fingers. He knows he needs to play better. I think that's uh, a fine answer. I yeah, saw that's some a fine people answer. getting some people getting upset about that. Like he's exactly. throwing him under I the bus. That was, was a totally fine I, answer. I thought that was a fine answer. I I I thought he was honest with his emotions about uh, getting benched. Right? right. I thought he was honest about that. The, and also, like they they haven't su- given him good support on the team. In terms like, of their, yeah, in terms yeah, of the roster, in right. the offensive now. Yeah, now Brandon Brooks getting hurt. And Andre Doerr getting hurt like that. That wasn't, you know, they, they, they did not plan for the offensive line to look like this, but look, and I mean, you plan and it, or it, it, it just, you, 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 you can't always go based on the plans. I was butchering an expression. You can't always get say, what you want. No, I was, I was going to say, you know, uh, I, I was going to say you plan and God laughs, but I, mm. I didn't necessarily want to evoke that with Carson. Right. So, uh, oh, I see. um, so, uh, no, as as I was saying, um, it's a classic uh, Jerry Falwell quote. Just, you know, throwing him under the um, bus. No, uh, no. So so uh, he was also asked. Well, there was a report, I believe, from Jay Glazer on on uh, Fox Sports today that um, that there's a belief in the organization that the Jalen Hurts pick has affected Carson. That is, it affected his his confidence and his performance. Doug Peterson was asked fairly pointedly, uh, do you think it's affected him? Because he has to look over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Doug did not say yes or no. Doug said, I can't put myself in Carson's shoes. And said Carson's been a professional. But basically that's the, that's saying that's a question to ask Carson. So Carson was asked that tonight. And he said that uh, he said that he – he wasn't one to look. He said, "No, it's not affecting his performance." He wasn't one to look over his shoulder, but uh, clearly, like this has been, and we said this at the top, this was not a media created situation. 
this was an organization created situation, right? And yes. I tweeted this out and I talked about it on the pod. I really genuinely think the organization only focused on two outcomes here. Carson plays well and there's no there's no reason to play Jalen Hurts or Carson gets hurt and all of a sudden they 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 look clairvoyant for having this insu- this insurance policy. I don't think they foresaw the scenario that Shield wrote about um after the Jalen Hurts pick which was Carson's messed up from it. And that's so dumb because it was it was everyone's first reaction. It's not this is not second guessing. It was ev- the first thing that everybody thought was sure. like what kind of dynamic are you creating here? Um and you like you better be right about that. And boy were they wrong. And I think it was uh I think it all goes back and it's and it's funny cuz the Giants won today and and their backup was claps and thrapping, but I think it all goes back to that. They were obsessed with getting a cheap backup quarterback um, to counterbalance having to pay the quarterback. And, you know, they decided, oh, you know, Thrippy fails as a fifth-round pick. We better pull the trigger earlier. This is something we've been trying to get. And they do it in the second round on Hurts. And, you know, you you create this situation. Now, you know, if it turns out that Jalen Hurts is great or is even like a top half of the league starting quarterback, you know, that's a fine outcome. Uh, you know, you, you did well there. If, and if you can unload Wentz for, uh, you know, a, a reasonable pick, that's fine. But I don't. I, I think you're right. I don't think that was their intention, that Jalen Hurts was going to steal the job from Carson Wentz. And like you said, and you're absolutely right, that it was everyone's first reaction. I think the organization looked at it like we paid this guy $127 million. We stuck with him over the, the Super Bowl MVP. We let the Super Bowl MVP go. We've very graciously to- they decided <laughs> that it's best for him. You know, we really appreciate what he did. We're going to give him the gift of you know getting to choose his next destination. But, but we've we've like catered to you in so many ways. You know, and and, and you know this that and not that, that many we- ways. <laughs> I mean, they, they they didn't cater to him in that many ways. They signed him to it like a a, a market deal. Which seemed like a, which seemed like a fine deal at the time because you were getting out ahead of it, but it's not like they like, you know, totally set oh, things up for him. I think no, I I think behind the scenes they they've they've really tried to accommodate Carson in a lot of ways. Um, but and, not with the roster building. No, so I don't think they viewed like, and it was their own either uh, a narrow mindedness or ignorance. I don't think they viewed a scenario where either Carson wouldn't play well or Carson wouldn't feel uh, appreciated by the organization. Well, that was dumb. Sure. <laughs> like this outcome, I, I, I refer to it as, as, as door number three. This outcome is like the worst outcome that the organization could have imagined. Him getting hurt, it's, you never want someone to get hurt, but like him getting hurt would make the organization look, as I said, like they were more prepared than what's happening now, which is they didn't know when to go to Jalen Hurts. They're in this situation where they don't – they I, but I, I think can't emphasize enough. They that, did not foresee Carson looking bad. Well, nobody foresaw Carson Wentz being the worst quarterback in the league through 12 games. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them for not uh, thinking that that was a possibility to happen this quickly, but this outcome was always on the table. And even if it was the case where – uh, you know, Carson Wentz gets injured, then there's still the possibility that Jalen Hurts comes in and looks better than Wentz did, and you're still 
you know, fomenting this this quarterback controversy. It so worked. it's not like uh, it's not it's not like that. Even in door two, there wasn't you know another side door to door number three. Like this was sure. all still on the table. Sure. Of their own creation again. Yes, and 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 so that that needs to be all part of this evaluation is like that they created this. Yeah, of course. This is entirely their own doing. And that's why I think that um, I think that the view, and this is an educated opinion, that wow, uh, flex. <laughs> that's a little flex. I, I, I didn't mean to do it. I think the view of Carson around mm, the league is that's different say, that's than Syracuse edu- education. No, 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 not that. I, I, I think the view of Carson around the league Big IQ is different. ZB is different than the view in Philadelphia right now and probably the view on, on Birds with Friends right now. Like, I think the view with around the league is that... As an educated uh, man myself. Is is that they uh, that there have been organizational failings from the roster around him to some of the coaching changes um, to, like you said, or, or as, as we said, the Hurts pick, that if Carson is in a different situation, he looks much better. And I, I agree with that. So that I agree that that is the, the perception. Yes, and that's the calculation that the Eagles must make. Whether it well, well, that the, obviously, definitely Jeffrey Lurie and presumably Howie Roseman, um, and maybe Doug Peterson. But we don't know that. But uh, that's the calculation they must make. Is is there any way to get Carson right? Well, there's a couple uh, things I have to say about that in terms of the the league wide perception versus uh, you know our perception. One mm-hmm. is. That's good news for the Eagles if you if you make the decision to move on and you think you can try to trade him this offseason uh, because it means you can get you know better than a third round pick maybe maybe you could even you know talk somebody into trading a first you know who I've been thinking about as a as a possible landing spot for Carson Wentz where the Patriots really interesting because they are going to be too far back mm-hmm. and they still need a quarterback of the future just uh, just uh, throwing it out there. I mean, Just I think a, there a, are, there are, I, I think there are, are are a handful of of places out there. Now there are Colts, uh, Patriots. Yeah, they, I mean, there's there are Bears. more quarter. Uh, like we said, there are four or five uh, quarterbacks worthy of being taken in the first round this year. And you know, if if you include Mac Jones in that group, um, and then uh, and there are, are veteran quarterbacks who are who are going to be on the move potentially. Matt Stafford. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, did you hear that Stafford, Mac Jones? Uh, is marrying into the Grow family? Um, I don't think there's a Grow. Oh, all right, this is a joke. Right? <laughs> it's gonna be Matt Grow. Okay. I was. <laughs> there is a Matt Grow, by the way. There is uh, a Mac. Yes. Or a Matt. What's that? A Matt. There is oh. a Matt Grow. Yes. That's um, good, but it's not quite as good as Mac. Yeah. Yeah. No, all right. I, that was one of those where I I needed to see the 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 joke. From I the, mean, I feel like I telegraphed that one, like <laughs> coming right uh, down the middle. I can't believe you didn't see where I was going there. But then, like uh, Matthew Stafford's going to be on the move, right? Um, we'll see what, or I assume he's 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 going to be on the move. Um, maybe Matt Ryan. I don't think so. They have so much money tied into him that I I can't see that happening. Uh, I mean, there are other quarterbacks around the league. We'll we'll see what happens with Cam Newton. We'll see what happens with. With Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll see what happens. Um, Darnold. Yes. Darnold. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Marissa. Dynamite Shining. <laughs> um, yeah, Sam Darnold's a, a, a big one here. Uh, 
so yeah, there's there are a lot of quarterbacks who uh, who would fit that category. But if you can get a good pick from Carson and you're not sure about Carson, then you take the pick and so you eat the money. The other thing that I will say about uh, you know that perception around the league that you know Wentz is better off than than uh, we might think in Philadelphia, we heard the same thing in the summer, Zach, that the perception of the Eagles around the league or in the national media was much different than it was sure. in the local media. That uh, this is a team that's been to the playoffs f- three years in a row. Uh, they're in they're in great shape. They've got a, a bunch of good players. And if, you know, the biggest thing everybody's concerned about is the fourth defensive end, then that maybe that's not a big deal. Well, guess what? We are closer to the situation. We're watching closer. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's possible that we know better. <laughs> Uh, and well, and- that's a great point because you're absolutely right about that. And I mean, not to pat ourselves on the backs, but there was like a handful of developments in this game where it's it's things we've been talking about that are blatantly obvious, and it still happens. Starting and and you and you referenced it with Alshon Jeffrey in- and just insane the snaps that he's just taken. insane, and that's why it was kind of refreshing to see them go to Jalen Hurts in this game because it was some confirmation that. Everything we're watching is not uh, like we're not making everything up because when you yeah. trot out Alshon Jeffrey out there and he's playing over Travis Fulgham, he's playing like 60 to 70 percent of the snaps. He's looking like, you know, the oldest man in the world out there. And you think to yourself like they they are not watching the same thing. So uh, like it, it's almost divorced from reality the way that they're going about things on the field. So for them to actually make the move to Hertz and admit that Carson Wentz has been so bad is at least a little bit refreshing to be like, oh, okay, we're not insane or they're not insane. Yes. Uh, and Aaron Moorhead, we spoke to him Friday after the podcast, and he said that, and of course Aaron Moorhead's the wide receivers coach, if anyone mm-hmm. listening doesn't know, but I imagine everyone listening and watching. Al Snow, of course, a big fan of his. Um, and he said that there's so much Alshon does that isn't reflected on the stat sheet. This used to be the Riley Cooper argument, right? And he he I mentioned mean, he mentioned Alshon's blocking and Alshon's <laughs> spacing on routes. I didn't hear him and, say his, his blocking. He's a yeah, terrible blocker. Yeah, and his spacing on routes. Um, so just outrageous. I found that, found that to be interesting. And he said like they can't they can't telegraph it with Alshon Jeffrey and John Hightower that. Whenever Alshon's in the game, he's running a route, or whenever Hightower's in the game, he's 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 running deep. Yeah, you don't need to but, force snaps to either of them. But then there's no justification for like reducing Travis Fulgham's role in the offense. So so there so there's that we we've talked about so, the I mean, Hurts I, thing. I, I I have been complaining a lot about the Fulgham thing because it drives me insane. Uh, zero targets in the first half each of the last three weeks. He played. Uh, a much lower percentage of snaps tonight. I, I'm pretty sure it was his lowest percentage of snaps um, since that San Francisco game when he when he first had his touchdown catch. Now, Travis Fulgham might just not be very good. You know, it's definitely possible that that sure. was, uh, this is, you know, uh, clock hitting midnight on a pumpkin, and it turns out that he's just not that good. But there's still no excuse for him playing less than Alshon Jeffrey, who's not going to be here next year and isn't any good. He's isn't not good right now. We know yeah. that he's not good. We don't know for sure what Travis Fulgham is. Get him out there. Find out what you have. Uh, there's a possibility. and we, we know that his upside is much higher than Alshon Jeffrey's. 
He's still the Eagles' leading receiver on the season by a long shot, and he has like 32 yards over the past four weeks. You're absolutely right. It's and, insane. And I I acknowledge the possibility before at the time they activated Alshon that look the last time he was on the <coughs> excuse me the last time he finished a game was Miami last year was as as productive as he's been in, yeah. in years. Um, he is worse than he's ever been right now. He's a complete non-factor out there. He's a little uh, bit better than he was two weeks ago when he pretended to jump on that interception in the Browns. <laughs> the, uh, the one play he made all day, he, like, pushed off, and he knew it after. You know, like, he yeah. he didn't even, like, try to complain. Like, he just smiled. Like, he he knew it was a clear penalty. Uh, so the Alshon decision, it's, it's hard to uh, justify. Actually, that was the second question tonight. And I thought Doug was, was going to be pumped for that question because it wasn't a Hurts question. And Doug was like, he took this few second pause and he's like, we've discussed this before, but they don't have a good answer for it. Right. Like there's no, like just because the question has been asked doesn't mean that it just goes away. So that was uh, one thing. Um, The uh, I, I brought up the other day and I've been harping on it. There's no reason to me why Jalen Rager hasn't been returning punts this year. And I understand I understand that he's had trouble catching or, or that he's he's muffed punts or in practice in the Washington game. Uh, I get that. But part of the reason you drafted him, and this isn't like this, this isn't hyperbole. Part of the reason that you drafted him was because of how dynamic he is in the return game. Right. They mentioned that on the night they picked him when talking about the Rager versus, Jal- right. uh, versus Justin Jefferson e- e- equation. And it's not like they have Deshaun Jack. They they've Don't been you sitting think Greg here for Greg Ward. Would have taken that to the house too, as long as he had dropped, as long as he had muffed it initially, and then he got to pick it up <laughs> off the ground. Uh, and so, so clearly, he's he's returned two punts this year before tonight. And I understand he's missed games, but they've had Greg Ward as the primary returner, ostensibly because they trust that Greg Ward can can. can and he's not even good at that. But but you need some juice, you know, like. What yeah. Jalen Rager showed tonight was what could have been on the field in all these situations earlier this year. I've had a dry throw here. Big Excuse flex. Uh, somebody wanted to know my favorite laugh out loud moments from this game. Uh, the only one that I laughed out loud was uh, when Wentz threw it to Miles Sanders and Miles Sanders slipped because like their their connection is just completely <laughs> all year cursed, long um, this yeah. year. Uh, and also, uh, we have been uh, r- properly. Ca- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Castigated? Mm. Anyway, they're calling us out on, on the uh, chat because we cut off Marissa when she was going to give us her <laughs> smoothie ingredients. I think actually you're the one who cut her off, Zach. But, I uh, did? We need to close the loop on that bad boy. I apologize, Marissa. <laughs> I, told, I don't remember. It's okay. <laughs> I told the chat. I taped it in there. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, what about our listeners? And they were all, they were all thrilled um, <laughs> because I have cacao nibs in there but and they didn't oh, know what that was big it's like flex. an all-natural chocolate it's like the root of chocolate so it's like less sweet it's pretty bitter the root of all chocolate it's better than putting chocolate chips in a smoothie it's healthier okay um i think i think shill does the cacao powder i like the nibs better okay but um almond milk a frozen more fun to say milk. yeah cacao nibs cacao nibs peanut is, butter yeah. Yeah. and honey and ice but yeah frozen okay. bananas really yeah you, you know you're the one with the frozen bananas yeah, freezers like filled okay. with frozen bananas, and you don't waste them when they start to go brown. You just you have to take the skin off. Do not 
put mm. it in your freezer or else it will be disgusting. Um, put it in a bag and then it's perfect for smoothies. There Just taking Shield's spot here. You know, he's usually... Listen, he's guy. not here, so he, he doesn't get to be the smoothie guy right now. <laughs> uh, Zach, you mentioned the uh, Jalen Rager punt return touchdown. That's a good transition to the most important part of this episode, and that is, of course, the Swooper Sorecasting check-in. Uh, let's go through it. Bo had three irons in the fire tonight. A player with the last name Smith has a sack fumble for Green Bay. Unfortunately, did not hit on that one. Well, wait, so you did get close. I did? Well, so it wasn't a sack fumble, but he tipped it, and that's what the interception at the end oh, of the game was. right. But that was Preston Smith. But, yes, it did you're not right. hit the rules. There was a lot that were very close. But there were a I lot that were very close. I kept an extra close eye after I missed that one last week. That's so. right. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, Marissa. Okay. Uh, Chandon Sullivan has a third down or fourth down pass breakup, a pass breakup in the end zone, or an interception has to be credited in the official box score. This did not happen. Um, unfortunately, as far as I know. And then there is a defensive or special teams touchdown in the game. So I got my one. Zach, you had your most uh, options of the Uh, season. You had five options. Alshon Jeffrey catches at least three passes. I think we know that that did not happen. Devontae Adams has more receiving yards than the Eagles' top two pass catchers combined. I thought that this was going to hit for you. But unfortunately, very close. Did not hit 120. Uh, I was so close. 121 to 123. There you it go. So close. Yes. I did the math like three times. A couple. Uh, <laughs> the, the Ward had a catch at the end of the game that uh, that took this yeah. out for you. Ward and Rager, or sorry, Ward and Goddard, um, overtaking Devontae Adams. You had Travis Fulgham has more targets than the Packers have sacks. He did not Way hit off. that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has a completion percentage of more than 80%. I thought for most of the game you yes. were going to hit this, but uh, it did not turn out your way. Fourth quarter messed me up there. Of 34. Um, the Eagles will have two or more delay of game penalties. Uh, that did not happen. And Devontae Adams has more receiving yards than DK Metcalf did on Monday. So a tough 0 for 5 are you on uh, some very tight ones. Sheil. But- he didn't waste all his turkeys. But you've still got 10 turkeys next up. week. He had a number he yes. wanted to save. He hit his number. That's uh, why you do it, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, J- Shield had the Eagles run the ball more than 30 times. That definitely did not happen. It was J- close. I guess I it, was it was with Jalen Hurts, yeah. So 25, was, with 25, 25. rushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Elliott is perfect. Looked like he was going to hit this one, but uh, Jake misses the extra point again. And then Devontae Adams has multiple touchdowns. He hits that, so a tie this week, uh, which I believe makes it three to three to a half. <laughs> but you've got the most turkeys next week, Zach, so you still got a fight and shot. And there's four weeks left. You got four weeks left. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna have the playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> probably not. We could do uh we could do our own swooper sorecastings for the playoffs. Yeah, we can watch a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, okay. I guess what else um, in this game would you like to talk about as long as yeah, you think we exhausted the quarterback discussion for now? And, of course, sure. we're going to have, like, the rest of the season to talk about it. So do we need a, so do we need a Darius Slay discussion? Sure. Um, because, look, now he, he came into the game injured. He had a calf injury, was questionable, played. Uh, but same thing as last week, right? He's here for these matchups. Yeah, he didn't win. He he didn't win any of them. It, 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 it seemed like he, he had won one in the, the first. Line. Yeah, we had, yeah, we, uh, he had one at the goal line. But um, look, he he wasn't good enough. Like it, it was. Yeah, I mean, he's in tight coverage. It looks like it's good coverage. Sure. And he's not, you know, he's not making the play on the ball. Yeah. Devontae and Adams is awesome. These are the two best receivers exactly. in the league he's gone against, or at least two of the best three, if you want to put Tyreek. Yeah, then they have there. DeAndre Hopkins two weeks from now. Right. Right. Uh, so like this is why he's here. He He's. He's not just here Absolutely. for so. Uh, now, I mean, Maddox telling, actually somebody made it, said this, but it's telling that uh, you know fourth and goal from the half foot line. The thing the Packers choose to do is throw the ball at the guy you just traded a third and a fifth and paid a big money to. Like that's that's that, what they thought was their best thing to do. It's a valid point. Uh, I thought early in the game, I texted you and Shield both. Um, I'm sorry, Marissa. I, I I should put it on the birds of friends <laughs> the birds of friends Slack message. Okay. Sorry, you deal with like ten teams though, so I I, I don't want to overburden you. Um, so I uh, I I texted like every time, or I don't know why the Packers are even running the ball here, just because Aaron Rodgers uh, was just lights out and and the Eagles were playing the run fairly well, and then in the fourth quarter, and I told you it's because they knew they were going to win the game, so he just wanted it to be over as soon as possible. Yes, which considering the fact that it's ten thirty and I haven't started writing yet, I I would have appreciated that. Um, but uh, it, then, so the game was still a one possession game. The offense sputters for the Eagles. Defense, which which put together what two good stands at that point, I needed a, a another one. I think it was a second and seven. I don't have the sheet in front of me. Aaron Jones runs for seventy seven yards and just. Like it was an insult to tackling, right? They they He's could pathetic. not bring this guy down. Um, lose me my fantasy matchup. Brutal. Oh, I'm sorry to hear <laughs> that. But uh, that that was a pivotal play, right? And I I mentioned this because Jim Schwartz can't come out and say like, well, we bottled them up. Uh, we we bottled them up except for that one play. It can't. These exceptions can't happen. It's a 77 yard touchdown run. Yeah, that ended the game. Yeah, ended the game. Pathetic, right? And uh, I can see, I can see Schwartz having this rationalization that look, they had the Packers at twenty three points for you know uh, until there was or for uh, fifty six minutes in the game or whatever, fifty eight minutes in the game, and then they let up one big run. He's saying, and and that's 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 not an excuse, but we no like that. You, you can't. That no. was a bad, yeah, bad play that cost the game for that or. It didn't cost the game because they weren't winning. It cost them a chance to come back. Yeah, absolutely. 
Now I saw like um, I think I think Joe Banner was saying like something like the Eagles defense is just as much of a problem as the offense, which I think is one of the silliest things I could think of. I mean, it's not even close. Um, no one's no one like you're not no one's winning anything this season with a top five defense. The de- the Eagles defense has been middle of the road, which mm-hmm. is probably fine considering their uh like their talent. They the defense has been fine. There's not the, the Eagles should be like what 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 do they play? Twelve games. They should be eight and four with this defensive performance, or seven and five considering the, the schedule they've played. Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous. But I still go back, and I I think you and Shiel, uh were were more critical of me of this of this lay acquisition. But where I will and very critical of the organization is they're treating cornerback like it's quarterback. Like you only have one of them on the field, right? Like they have no yeah, plan Max has been on, the, on the roster besides long. Slay. Uh, and they had a 5'9", Avante Maddox. Well, on if they a were treating five... it like quarterback, Zach, they would have drafted someone in the second round. <laughs> second round, true. On a 6'5", uh, Alan Lazard. Um, matchup did Leaping not go Lizard. well. Do you have Leaping Lizards growing up? No. No? No, but... There was I I like that Seinfeld episode with Leap and Larry. You remember that one? I remember the name. I, it's hard for me to picture the yeah. episode. It was with the fire. It was with a fire truck, and he uh, and Jerry's foot died, or his not died. His foot fell asleep, and Leap and Larry thought he was mocking him. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sorry for that aside. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah. The, the end, and not just that. When Slay goes down. Their options at that point are Michael Jaquette, Nicole Roby Coleman, and uh, and Graylin Arnold because they were short sighted or narrow minded on on uh, cutdown day. Uh, like Rasul Douglas is fine in the role that he was in, right? Yeah, we but they needed that. they needed Alshon on the roster, Zach. Yeah, so um, so I'm very critical of how they've handled the cornerback position because. Even when Slay was playing decently this year, and he's been bad these past, or he hasn't been good enough these past two weeks, the other cornerback spots have have been problematic, and they completely overhauled their defense for Slay. And if you're going to do that, then then like he needs to be Slay better. needs to be better in man to man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought the offensive line, uh, you know, Peters was getting killed in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Sayamalo, I thought had a rough game. I actually thought that Driscoll and Mylotta held up held up okay. What did you think just watching it live? Yeah, uh, watching it live, I thought Peters was more of the issue. Yes, and of course he left this game uh, in the second yes. half with, with an injury, injury. and uh, yep. nasty Nate Herbig is alive apparently and came in. Uh, all right, I know you want to get writing, Zach. Uh, I know we've got no. I I, I enjoy. I, I look. I I've planned for this night. And uh, I'm 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 good. We've got we've got four o'clock games for the, what the next two, the next three, next next two weeks. Yeah, Oof. I don't like a I don't like a four twenty game. We're actually the next three weeks. I'm sorry, the next three weeks because we have that. Da- it's it's the New Orleans game, the Arizona game, and the Dallas game are all at this time. Mm. It creates Not this weird no man's yeah. land for writing. Yeah. Not my so, favorite. Do you, and uh, I think we've done this we'll before, get... but how would you rank? How would you rank the uh, the the five different times for you to cover Sunday at one Thursday, is, Monday, and then the three, yeah. sun, the three 
Um, Sunday at one. It, uh, Sunday at one is is my absolute favorite. I agree. Love Sunday at one. Um, my second favorite is Thursday. I agree. Uh, because you, you get, get the, the weekend, weekend there. Yep. Yeah, you get the weekend. Um, then I'll I'll probably go Monday night. I agree. You get Sunday. Then then Sunday at four twenty five, and then Sunday night. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Sunday but night is tough. I, but I, I, I always hope that the um, that the primetime games are home games because, you know, the the long day like for the the long day waiting in the other city sometimes can be, uh, you know, you're you're focused on the game, right? So you are. So I just want to get this on the record: you are pro pandemic because all the games are home games. <laughs> I'm definitely not pro pan, definitely not pro pandemic. Definitely don't put that on the record. And I can't, as I've said, I can't wait until we're we're back on the road. I was actually like, uh, I've said this before. Green Bay is the hardest place to get to. I uh, it's annoying getting there. It's my favorite place. But being yeah. in that, but being in that stadium is always fun. The best. And so when they when they show the overhead of Lambo, you know, like you 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 miss being there. Although I I thought that. We don't get a lot of uh, CBS games to uh... what uh, this was a weird broadcast. It was bizarre how uninterested they were in Carson Wentz getting benched. <laughs> uh, it was yeah, crazy. I, I mean, they weren't talking yeah, about it. True. They weren't showing anything on the sideline. Like and it was the opposite of the Monday night broadcast. You know, when I watched right. the game back the other day, it was like the only thing they talked about on on Monday night. It was so bizarre. Now, it was I, like they had it was it, it, my read on it was they uh like with their discussions with Doug Peterson this week, maybe Peterson poo-pooed it, and so like they were thinking that this was not going to happen, and they were unprepared for it. I guess. No, I had a different read than than you. You I just mean, think I mean, they for, didn't care? Well, no. For us, obviously covering the Eagles, what's going on with the Eagles is is paramount. I, I think from their perspective, probably going into the game, it's like the Eagles aren't good. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, is he might be the MVP this year, right? So, like, let's let's focus on Rodgers you and the think Packers. So? I guess. Yeah, like that. The, I mean, they to weren't me, even talking about the Packers at that point. They were talking about like fromage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was a very it was a very Packers oriented um, telecast as it should be, right? The Packers are one of the are a Super Bowl contender. If if, if you're tuning in to the to the national uh, CBS slot. Like, do you care about the the three eight and one Eagles, or do you care I think about you, everybody Packers? cares about a quarterback controversy? Yeah, and Hertz is a big name, so Hertz is uh, yeah. It's it's interesting with Hertz too. And I look, we haven't had the chance to talk to Hertz this season. Yeah. Um. And so hopefully, well, if if he does become the starter, we'll get a chance to get to know him a little better here. But uh, he's he's lived through what what he's what been on Carson the other side through. that's exactly right and not to put like on the biggest stage of college football like he was benched at halftime of it i'm i'm fascinated to ask him what perspective he has that someone else doesn't that like that someone who well, the has ba- not i got been bad news for you that he's not going to give you a very good answer but <laughs> we'll see i think we'll see, i think that i think the best news for listeners to this podcast about the Eagles turning the page to Jalen Hurts is that it sets the pieces in motion for an eventual Zach Berman, Nick Saban interview. 
I don't think that's the best thing for our our listeners. I think it no, is. I think, I think there's there's our. You know, you're gonna have to plenty. make sure if you were doing a Zoom interview on that one, you keep, you keep it up. <laughs> Come on, you Bo. do not let the <laughs> come on, Bo. do not let the video. How about Bama last down. night, though, man? How about Bama last night? Yeah, uh, that guy know. had like what five touchdowns? Four yeah, Devonte Smith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, crazy one-handed grab at the end of the game. That was... LSU went down quickly. Uh, Marissa, mm-hmm. how about those Cleveland Browns? Yeah, the Titans are not at nine yet. They're not there. <laughs> Marissa's the Brown, Baker Mayfield's helping me out. That's right. I feel like I feel like you must have sent him a message or something. He played inspired football <laughs> yes, to yes. keep your uh, to keep the Titans below their eight and a half. Uh, oh. Anything else from this game, Zach? As I'm as I'm thinking through here, uh, we addressed the offensive line. Uh, the, yeah, I, I don't think the defense had a particularly good showing, but I, I don't think they were the problem. Any coach? Oh, we, we should talk about Jake Elliott, by the way. Uh, the Look, chat there has are t- written a lot about mm. him. One of the worst contracts oh, okay. in football. Yeah. Look, this is two consecutive weeks that he's missed extra points. This one tonight could have been really costly, right? Like if if they if if they scored that touchdown, well, uh, when it was a six when it was a seven point game, but it could have been a six point game, they could have taken the lead there, right? So that could have been a, a particularly costly one. Now he he did hit the fifty two yard field goal earlier in the game, but. Uh, Look, two consecutive weeks with with mix with missed extra points. The field goal percentage is the lowest it's been in in, in his career. Um, Signed to a contract when there was no need to. They're not moving on from him. I, I can't imagine, right? So they should. This is one they of those can. things that they need Jake Elliott to get right. Uh, Jake Elliott stood out. We addressed Jalen Rager. Uh, Jalen Rager showed some. He showed some juice on offense too. Like I, I think as this was the best game Rager played. Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, they came out running like they, they, they came out doing what we thought it, it was, it was similar to the Browns game. It was like, they, they used it all on the first drive and yeah. then like, all right, enough of that. They had this, well, they had this, they have their script. And then once the script is over yeah. so much, and, and I thought Jordan Howard looked fantastic. <laughs> I mean, he had one I run. Think Jordan yeah. Howard's the problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, he's not going to, he's not going to break that record for fewest yards but, per carry. Yeah, that, I, I I went back and read that, and I I I liked the Bell interview too. That was a good one. Thanks. He's, uh, he's sleeping. He's sleeping soundly tonight. Jalen Hurts yes. has thrown an incompletion. Has thrown an incompletion. Um, I I thought uh, that was I. Oh yeah. So uh, we concluded it was Tracy Wolfson as the yes. which I said running. from the, the beginning. Yes. Yeah, she's okay. like the best. And I said she that. Is, yeah. What what is, is wrong with you guys? Me. Come on. Um, she's a Jersey girl too, so mm, yeah. she's great. Yeah, she does a good job. Yeah, she does a good job. Incredible. She does um, basketball so, as well. Like absolutely, she's awesome. I'm sure yeah. she would also like definitely without a fuss wear a mask if she was broadcasting in mm-hmm. California. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. I I'll let uh, I'll let the listeners okay. think whatever okay. they want so, about that. Anyway, so she, when she was was recapping what Doug Peterson told her at halftime in the same in the same where she mentioned uh, that 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 Doug said Carson needed to play better. She also said Doug thought he got away from the run a little too much. And it's like, how many times does Doug need to say this? It's every single week. Well, yeah, but they're also like, I mean, to be fair, they're, these are like three and out drives. Like, yeah, you know. No, I'm not a run first guy. You you know that. But I, I, I thought that, and I thought you did an outstanding job in the, uh, in the cheat sheet outlining what the Packers were going to do 
um, there was a a script that worked last year. Right. Right. And it, I thought it, it worked decently on that first drive. And then all of a sudden, they just get away from it. Yeah, because they're not a good team. Uh, the other thing I, I want to say is, like, at, at what point are we concerned about uh, the way Miles Sanders is playing? Uh, I mean, he's a running back. You've got two more years on his rookie deal, and then he's going to be gone. So I'm not that concerned. I don't think like, yeah, but you need to get like you you need to get high level production in year two in in, in year two from um. I think he'll be better next year than he is this year. Back. I think that's how bad. How bad is that 2019 draft class in high? Like JJ inactive again. Oh, uh, we should also talk about Jannard Avery inactive, like like yep. healthy scratch. Good trade. That's your fourth round pick this year. Um, uh, Sharif Miller he 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 can't even last on the practice squad. And then was uh, and they, then didn't didn't he uh, take a shot at the organization on Twitter? Yeah, 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 he did. Uh, then yeah, they 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 cut Clayton Thorson, um, Andre Dillard, <laughs> Andre Dillard. Yeah. So really, all they have bad. to show for all they have to show for right now is Miles Sanders, and Miles is in a a bit of a slump here. So that's bad. And then uh, every so, I'll say this: like I, you say it, obviously. Baby. No, I don't like the pandemic. I hate the hate the <laughs> pandemic. This is horrible. Okay, um, but one residual, like I, I guess, I guess one of the unintended consequences is that we're able to watch more football, right? Because typically we would be in Lambeau Field's press box here. Okay, okay. Uh, today and instead I'm in front of my television, waiting for the game to start and you have football mm. on. Every Owns time, a television flex. Okay. Yes, owns a television. I'll admit to that. Uh, and you see Justin Big Jefferson. Spender. Justin Jefferson make plays, right? Every week. Uh, over 1,000 yards already. Just yeah. um, He's got a chance to be the rookie receiving leader. Uh, yeah. Like, it, since, since the merger. All time, yeah. Yeah, so that's looking like this year's draft is, is looking – although who knows, maybe Jalen Hurts – uh, comes in and saves it, right? Um, but but uh, Jack Driscoll looked okay, I guess. Uh, Davion Taylor went out with a knee injury tonight, so we'll, yeah, we'll that was see, a we'll big blow there. to the defense. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm, I'm giving uh, Tracy Wilson a, a, a lot of airtime tonight. Um, but again, we're not usually watching the games live; we're usually there. Uh, she said. I think it was one of her first reports. It was uh, Davion Taylor's in the blue tent. And I'm like, if you're watching this from a national audience, you must think that's that's really consequential, right? And it's it's uh, not very consequential for the Eagles. Uh, what do you think are the odds, Zach, out of 100 turkeys, that Carson Wentz has started his last game for the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, out of 100 turkeys? What are the odds? I'd say 30. Wow, I was thinking 32. Okay. Great minds. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Mediocre minds. Mediocre minds, yeah. Although educated minds, <laughs> yeah. as you said before. Uh, yeah. By the way. I, I think that's look, about I, right. I don't have the uh, the the chat in front of me throughout. Uh, it's it, It's been like during uh, Bo's ad or when we were, when Marissa was, was uh, this is going to sound like I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm throwing I'm throwing Marissa under the bus. I like hearing Marissa's comments, but like, but, but, but when Marissa was talking about the smoothie earlier, I checked out. This is the funniest. The, this is the, the most Marissa's laughed in a while. 
<laughs> I checked out the comments as I was saying that. It made it sound like I don't care about what Marissa's saying. That's not the case at all. But I was checking out the comments because I wasn't being asked a question, right? Like when you direct the question to Marissa, you're not directing the question to me. So right. I, I was, I was checking out the comments, and um, I saw that uh, the I, when I was making the point about the way Wentz is viewed around the league is is uh, is different than mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. I didn't mean that to mean like um, Philly's anti Wentz. Or, you're saying that you've talked to people throughout the league and that's the that's what you're hearing just that like they don't think Wentz is the problem they think that the the organization is the problem they think some of the other things are the problems and i would say the same and maybe the fans think the same but i i do think there was a sentiment that like uh, they've seen enough from Wentz, and i i obviously haven't pulled uh, i haven't pulled every fan i i can't speak for fans and I can't speak for what's in the chat either. I, I would need to go through it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I do think there was a, a degree of like, oh, they, they finally changed quarterbacks today. Yeah, definitely. And and just because, uh, we said this before, but just because Carson Wentz is not the, uh, you know, the number one driving reason behind the team being, what are they, three, eight, and one, uh, doesn't mean that like it was instructive to see the offense look a lot better with someone else at quarterback like it you know Carson Wentz is a big part of it and I'm, I'm sort of tired of people making excuses for him he's been really bad I we agree. gotta see something else so I agree uh, so uh, a little just a uh, uh like a how the sausage is, is made here we uh sausage. we 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 can't end the show with the ad, so that's why it might have seemed like uh, we it can't were. Do the last, it can't be the last 10% yeah. of the episode. Yeah, so if it seems like so we we're yeah, we gotta, uh, we reaching for straws here, bringing up different Tracy Wilson reports, it, it was because and we had to And the extra how the sausage is made bit. there is that when we do the live YouTube, we have to do them live, whereas if we had forgotten to do them, if we were recording separately, exactly. we could have recorded them after the fact, zipped them back in there through Marissa's magic, magic spoon work. But uh, exactly. no, got to do it this way. So, so yeah, we just want all the listeners to get some magic spoon and check out DraftKings, obviously. Well said. That's I right. Mean, so. Do you think we've made it? Do you think we extended the 10%? I think we're good. Okay. Um, you know, because I got I, a lot of writing in front of me, so if we can be good. That'd be good. I mean, in that case, too. we should probably yeah. go a little longer. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. You All could right. just start writing while um, I talk because you know, yeah, he's not paying attention. <laughs> That's not talk. true. That's not. Uh, I'll honestly, just ask Marissa like, some questions, Zach, and you can really get started. I'm not going to go through the chat again uh, when Marissa talks. Like, I will be uh, Friday's podcast when we do the YouTube. I I send in, and people see that. Like like you see the the uh, that Friday column comes out like during the pod or right after the pod. So I'm corresponding with uh, Pete. I don't usually get to check out the comments. I'm just, I was checking out the comments today. It was definitely not in the front to you, Marissa. <laughs> I totally know that, Zach. They're very good comments, so <laughs> you should check them out after you finish writing tonight, but we'll let you go right. Appreciate and it. I don't have the name kickers either. So, <laughs> how, many how many turkeys do you think uh, Wentz is the starter next week? You're asking me? I... I, I I thought you were asking Marissa because I, all right, you, oh, you asked me about the turkeys earlier that Wentz never starts a game. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, uh, 15%. 15, I, I think it's higher than that. I think it's, at, I think it's up to like 40. 
Really? No, I, I think if they were going with Wentz, they would have announced it after the game. I think They, they would have made it clear. They wouldn't have created this injury. Unless, as I said, un- unless it's not just Doug's decision. Uh, the funniest possible side plot would be if um, this is Doug just throwing a public monkey wrench into the organization as an agent of chaos. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he's like, so. you're, you, you're going to fire me? I'm going to bench your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still... If you were saying how many turkeys is Carson Wentz your week one starter next year, I would go like 60 or 70 on that. Well, yeah, you went. And maybe that changes. You went Again, 30 I, on he's, he's played his last, he started his last game. So, yeah. So then uh, deductive reasoning, I should do 70, right? Because, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but because not necessarily because there are other paths where he's not the week one starter, but he true, still starts true, another true. game. True. Or he starts another game this year. You know, Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Really drives his name home possible okay well that'll do it uh for this episode of birds with friends the uh the honeymoon carson wentz era is dead or just dead no is uh for birds with friends listeners and uh we'll see what happens after this we'll be back on wednesday at which point presumably we will have some better idea of who the eagles quarterback is going to be next sunday when they play the new orleans saints and for zach and sheil and marissa I'm Bo, and as always, love hurts.